Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessing, everyone. It's good that you've joined with me today. I'm Dale. Welcome to the Word Podcast. We're going to jump right into it because we have an extended passage I want us to read today. If you remember from the previous episodes, we have been looking at what we're calling the Lord's Week, the last few days that the Lord Jesus Christ was here on earth. And we're seeing that the the feast of the Lord have some uh, uh, insight into what was happening timing-wise with all the various events. And we're up to what uh, the day of Nisan the 12th, the 12th day of Nisan. Nisan is just a month, just a name for a month. And so we've seen various things that happens. This is actually the third day before the Passover. And certain things are occurring. We've seen that from day to day to day that certain things are occurring. And the Scripture has tons of information. As a matter of fact, today is one of those days that I just wish we had a lot more time where we could check all the cross-references out of the Gospel. But we're going to look at a couple of the, uh, of the things that occurred on this day. For instance, on this day, uh, it was on this day that the temple was cleansed. I don't know, but in the back of my mind, I think I said that in the last episode that the temple was cleansed on that day. If so, sorry, that wasn't correct. It's on this day. You ever do that? You ever speak things and say things, and then a while later you go, wait a minute, did I say that? I'm not sure about that. And I don't have time to go back and check it and do all that kind of stuff. So if I did that, forgive me, okay? Sometimes when you speak, you're going to say things out of timing, right? And this is also... Uh, the time uh, when Jesus cursed the fig tree. We're actually going to look at that, that passage, okay? That's found in Matthew uh, Matthew 21, yeah. And remember, Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, and he would teach and preach uh, during the daytime. Then he would go out at night and stay away from Jerusalem in Bethany. Then he would come back in the daytime. You see this pattern back and forth. Now, Matthew 28, 18 says this. Now in the morning, when he was returning to the city, so he's coming back to the city, he became hungry. So seeing a long fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it except leaves only. And he said to it, no longer shall there be any fruit from you. And at once the fig tree withered. Now, of course, you could spend the balance of our time together just talking about this one passage, which we haven't even completed reading yet. But I want you guys to see some things. The fig tree is often a picture in Scripture of Israel, of the nation of Israel, the Jewish people. And what you see is a tree that has leaves, and it looks great, it looks wonderful, but there's no fruit on it. Jesus was hungry. That's what drew his attention. He goes over there, and he says, you know what? You look great, you look wonderful, you look like a perfect tree, but there is no fruit. I suspect that is a word for us of the body of Christ today. So much of what we say, so much of what we do, it looks wonderful, it looks great. Everybody's going, oh, that's a great church, that's this, that's that but there is no fruit of the kingdom. Now, verse 20 says this, Seeing this, the disciples were amazed and asked, How did the fig tree wither all at once? Jesus answered and said to them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. In all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Now, we probably know that little statement, but did we know the context of it? And Jesus is saying this. The reason I said that is because this is what Father wanted me to say. The reason that tree reacted in that way is because this is what Father wanted to do. 
And I spoke it forth because it was the mind of the Most High God, and it came true. That's what it means in verse 22. If we ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Not that we pray and pray and we believe in our prayer, but as we're praying, we receive the mind of the Lord. We know what God wants to do. We speak it forth. It will happen. That's the promise the Lord gave. So uh, I'm going to jump over to the uh, Gospel of John now to show you what else has happened because Jesus is teaching and he teaches in the temple. Uh, there's opposition. There's all sorts of things that's happening. I'm going to read 30 verses right here, and we'll be able to cover it in the allocated time, I believe. But I just want you to watch the flow of the events. John 12, verse 20 says this. Now, there were some Greeks among those who were going up to worship at the feast. These are Gentiles. These are Greeks. They're not Jews. But they came to Jerusalem, folks, to worship, okay, because they knew that the Jews worshiped the Most High God, and they would come in uh, for the Passover feast. Verse 21. These then, these Greeks, came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and began to ask him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip came and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now this is really intense because there's a group of Greeks that want to meet Jesus. They've heard about him. A couple of the disciples come up and say, Jesus, these folks want to meet you. Jesus starts teaching about what is about to happen to him, that the Son of Man is about to be glorified. Verse 24, Jesus says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor me. You can tell that the Lord's mind is in a different place. Okay, He's sitting there seeing what's going on, and he's speaking this forth to not only these two disciples, but everybody else that's around him. Then he says this, Father, glorify your name. He's just ignoring everybody that's around him, and he's just speaking to God himself. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came out of heaven. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Verse 29 says this. So the crowd of people who stood by and heard it were saying that it had thundered. Others were saying an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice has not come for my sake but for yours. So Jesus confirms that it was a voice, that it wasn't thunder. Verse 31. Now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. But he was saying this to indicate the kind of death by which he was about to die. John gives us insight there. Verse 34, the crowd then answered him, We've heard out of the law that the Christ is to remain forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, For a little while longer the light is among you. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness will not overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke, and he went away and hid himself from them. But though he had performed so many signs before them, 
yet they were not believing in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet, which he spoke. Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe. For Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes, and he hardened their heart, so they would not see with their eyes and perceive with their heart and be converted, and I healed them. Verse 41. These things Isaiah said, because he saw his glory and he spoke of him. Nevertheless, many, even of the rulers, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. See, even the religionists were functioning in that day. They were fearful that they would be kicked out of their church. Why? Verse 43, for they loved the approval of man rather than the approval of God. And Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me does not believe in me, but in him who sent me. He who sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him at the last day. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father told me. We see from this passage that in these last days that the Lord was on earth, he gave some of his most intense teachings. Read it. Give heed to it. I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.